Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, your tattoo artists. This happened when I was young. I heard it secondhand from my grandmother, who the main character of the cast lived with at the time. My uncle's ex-girlfriend was an all-around horrible person, an abusive babysitter. She got my uncle into bad crowds and legal trouble and dabbled in so many substances from A to Z. She was also heavily tattered. There was an artist, the star of the story, who was a family friend. Great dude, insane work. She asked him to do a piece for her. Huge, intricate angel wings. Oh, the irony, across her back. He agreed. It takes several sessions across weeks. She repeatedly has to postpone payments, but he's chill, family friend, yada yada. Until it comes to the last session, when it slips that she still doesn't have the money, and more importantly, won't have the money, like ever. Now, the pro revenge. No collection agency, no refusal to continue. He smiles, waves it off, and says he'll finish up, no charge. It's gonna be a great piece. Legendary, one for the history books, he guarantees. She is stoked. So right between those gorgeous wings, right up her spine, this idiot now has a massive veiny male appendage proudly standing at attention up her spine. She saw it in the mirror when he finished, and she was livid. But hey, what's she gonna do? She didn't pay him and wasn't going to pay him, and expected hours and hours of work. You give a lot of trust to someone when they take a needle to your skin to lay down something permanent don't stiff your artists the best thing about this revenge is that yes although the tattoo artist isn't going to get compensated financially for his time this woman is still going to have to spend loads of money either getting this tattoo modified with some more artwork on top of it or just getting it removed via laser removal either way she's screwed topsy-turvy i started dating a girl about seven years ago when we met she was getting up on her feet and trying to find her way in life I let my imagination take over and started envisioning her potential and what kind of life we'd have together. I'd never had the feeling of disarmed, punch-drunk love that I had for her, and that probably clouded my judgments. Throughout our time together, she would reach out and ask for money for things, repairing a car, paying a bill, etc. We were getting closer the longer we dated, and I'd always help her, assuming that I was making an investment in both of our lives by helping her through a period of instability. In all, I probably gave her about $15,000. After about four years of this, I finally popped the question. She accepted, and we were married after a brief engagement. About six months into our marriage, she told me she'd been having car trouble and needed about $2,000 for the repair. This struck me as a bit odd. By that time, I was more than familiar with her vehicle and knew her explanation for what the issue was didn't make sense. One evening after she went to sleep, 
I went and had a look at the part of the car she had said was faulty. There was no issue, and this set off alarms. I grabbed her phone and, on a hunch, typed in the amount she'd asked for, and it returned a text message with a guy she'd previously dated. Apparently, he'd reached out and asked for help repairing his car, and lo and behold, he'd asked for the same amount that she'd requested from me. My stomach turned as the thought entered my mind that maybe I'd subsidize more of this guy's expenses across the time I dated my wife. As I read through the messages further, I realized that this guy was the Lester Diamond to my Sam Rothstein, and I'd been played like a fool. I'd spent my entire relationship as a proxy sugar daddy. I thought on this for a few weeks and tried to figure out what to do next. These sacrifices were not insignificant to me. I've been working as a surgical resident for much of our courtship, making very little money and working long hours to form a strong, solid foundation for our future. This was devastating, and I realized that I couldn't reconcile the situation. Once I'd cooled down, I waited for an evening, my wife went to bed early, and I got into her phone. I caught up on the most recent messages she and her paramour had sent one another. Then I initiated a conversation with him. I posed as her and told him she'd been drinking, she is a recovering alcoholic, and that she needed to get some things off her chest. I didn't go overboard, but I did send messages to the effect that she was not over him and that her affections had grown since marrying me. I all but teed him up to move in for a relationship with her. I then abruptly ended the chat and asked that we not talk about the conversation again in order to avoid furthering her relapse, but that we both keep in mind what we'd spoken about and see if we could make a life together work. I then deleted the text from her phone and hoped the two would proceed forward together. They did. I kept an eye on the text for the next few months and progressively saw things heat up between them until it looked like she was committed to leaving me. We didn't have many assets together at the time as I was still finishing a surgical residency. So I knew the divorce would be quick and painless and that we'd go our separate ways and she'd start a new life with the guy whose underachievements I'd been funding. So I filed for divorce and had her served papers. I was generous with the $10,000 in assets between us in order to make the split as quick as possible and we went on our ways to begin life anew. And you think that that is the end of the story, right? Oh no, friend. You see, mama didn't raise a cuck. In our states, not only are assets separated upon marital severance but so are debts and medical school is freaking expensive really expensive a quarter of a million dollars expensive so this female dog ended up with a parting gift of about hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars of my student loans and guess who she shotgun married two months after our divorce Fortunately for her, she'll only have to pay half of that amount. Because if history does indeed repeat itself, he'll be paying the other half once their marriage ends as well. It was all I could do to not send them a piggy bank as a wedding gift. Best $15,000 I ever spent. Wow, I had no idea that this was a law in a certain jurisdiction of the US, but if it is, and I don't know if it is or not, this is truly a crazy story. You're telling me that yes, although you lost 15K, you actually gained 125,000? That is mental. If you guys know about where this law is a thing or if it is indeed a thing, get in the comments down below. As you can tell, I'm just a dumb British boy. So uh, help me out. Crazy story nonetheless. Terrible boss gets his comeuppance. Setting, high volume independent tire shop in Northern New England, circa 2012. We'll call it 123 Tire. Target, evil general manager. We'll call him Jay. Aggrieved parties? Basically everybody that worked there at the time, but mainly myself and the receptionist. We'll call her Ruth. Now for the backstory. So, Jay had been the GM of 123 Tire since he got the previous GM fired in 2004. He was and is a complete narcissist who believes he could do no wrong. And if you didn't agree with him, God help you. Over the years, Jay had done a number of illegal things. For example, he was always very physical with his employees. One time, he was wrestling with another salesman. This was commonplace and unavoidable if you valued your job. And the salesman, we'll call him Paul, 
took a bad fall and broke his knee. In order to avoid the ire of the owner, Lou, Jay immediately clocked Paul out and told him to go to the hospital. He also told Paul to use his own insurance and that the company would pay the deductible in order to avoid a messy workers' comp claim. Paul did as he was told and kept his job, but his knee was never the same, and he ended up addicted to opioids thanks to Jay's actions. Jay also had an affinity for the ladies. Now, I must mention here that Jay is an ultra-conservative Christian father of 11 children who believes that a woman's place is uneducated, barefoot, pregnant, and in the kitchen. That being said, several female receptionists came and went over the years with only Ruth sticking around because she needed the money and begrudgingly accepted the regular sexual harassment. When he wasn't behaving inappropriately with every lady that walked in the door, he was behaving inappropriately with every other employee. Want to leave early on a slow day? Wrestle the biggest guy in the shop for it. Jay was big on wrestling. I suspected Jay may have also been wrestling with his daughters, but I couldn't prove it. The guy was a real creep. Big guy isn't in that day? Buy him a pizza. Trying to have lunch? Expect Jay to throw food at you. Want to schedule a vacation? Tough. He'll let you know the week before if you can take it. He was a complete child and I put up with him for six long years because I couldn't let him win. The setting. It was the summer of 2012 and Ruth and I had had enough. Jay was completely out of control as usual. Now telling me, a Latino, that if Obama won re-election, he would make my work life heck come November. Ruth was going through a divorce and he was trying to move in on her. For the record, Ruth hated Jay's guts. It was time to hit him where it hurts. Ruth was ready to drop a lawsuit for sexual harassment on Jay and 123 Tire. And I was ready to drop one for constructive discharge. Now, suing an employer doesn't exactly look good on one CV, but we were both at wit's end. The revenge. Ruth and I decided one evening that Jay's ultra-conservative values must be shared by his wife and family. As he was always working, his wife must be the one who goes to the mailbox every day. I created a throwaway email and got him a Bill Me Later subscription to Hustler magazine and Playboy and Penthouse. Fast forward a couple of weeks and he comes in looking like death warmed over. Turns out Mrs. J didn't appreciate his new taste in reading material and he's now living in a motel in the next town over. Now he's not saying that his wife kicked him out. He's far too much of a narcissist for that, but I could put two and two together. He's decided that he's done with his wife and 11 children and that he's going to start a new life with Ruth. After all, her divorce is going to be finalized at the end of the week. It was at this point that Lou's sister, co-owner of 123 Tire, and also not a big fan of Jay, we'll call her Liz, overheard him talking to Ruth in a less than business appropriate manner. Liz later took Ruth aside and got the straight poop on what had been happening for the last several years. And that was that. The next morning, Lou called Jay to his office and was far kinder than I would have been. Jay was to lose his title of GM and go to work in another 123 tire location an hour away until the end of the year. Beginning in 2013, Jay would need to find other employments. Jay was also not to contact the location that he'd overseen and worked in for years. Also, the location that Jay was relocated to added an hour to his already hour-long commute. I suspect that Lou also encouraged Jay to reconcile with his wife, which Jay did. Okay then, now onto the epilogue where karma really hits home. Jay ended his employment with 123 Tire in January of 2013 and never suspected any involvement from me. In fact, to this day, he stays in occasional contact with me. He went on to work for another tire store, this one a corporate chain as a store manager. He put his house on the market, bought a new one closer to his new employer and everything. A year later, he was fired after bringing a seven-figure lawsuit on them. They settled out of court and he moved back to the house he was in before as it hadn't sold. Jay's next job 
was five minutes from his home and his new boss was the guy that jay had gotten fired back in 2004 that one lasted a couple of years until jay gave up on finding employment in the area and moved himself and the whole family to the midwest sometime around 2016 now in the midwest jay's been unable to keep a job in the car business for more than a year and as soon as each of his kids turn 18 they seem to move right back to the area they grew up in His New England home sold in 2019 for less than he bought it for. Ruth still works for 123 Tire and is very happy there now. The icing on the cake. In early 2021, I finally left my job at 123 Tire. I sold my house and became a full-time RVer. I've seen 47 US states, including the Midwestern state and town that Jay now resides in. I looked him up when I got there and he came to see me after he got out of work in my new RV. He said... Boy, you must really think something of me to look me up and want to see me all the way out here. If he only knew the half of it. Yeah, this guy is just clearly screwed. The fact that he genuinely thinks that you like him, even after he's treated you so badly for six years, just shows how screwed he is in the head. Like, I bet you he still doesn't even realize to this day how much people hate him. Like, he wouldn't even realize how horrible it must have been to work under him if he's the one that's saying, oh, I really appreciate you coming out to see me, man. We're such good mates. How does he not know? I have no idea. Then again, I guess if he did realize, he wouldn't do it in the first place. Um, Yeah, great karma. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Park your car in a danger zone. Good luck finding it. This is the story of Mike. Mike managed the warehouse of a hospital. Said hospital was built in the 50s in the center of town. The stadium is on one side, the justice hall on another, and the school is on the third side. There's also a barracks and two other medical buildings around. So the streets are crowded with cars searching for a parking spot. One day, when opening the gate of the landing dock, Mike noticed a little car parked in the hospital internal courts near the 2000 liter liquid oxygen tank that you can see on screen right now if you're watching on YouTube. As you can see, it's a pretty big boy. Now, of course, this is absolutely forbidden because one, this is a private property. Two, the court was planned before 35 ton trucks were the norm and maneuvering is already difficult. And three, liquid oxygen is explosive. A car or a truck hitting the tank would be a major hazard. It was a small Italian car. No advertisement, but it was the kind commonly used as a second car or to travel in the Dolomite Mountains where the roads are very narrow. So Mike makes some calls. The car isn't owned by someone who works at the warehouse or one of the nursing staff. No doctor has such a small car. The reception made announcements asking visitors to move the badly parked car, but to no avail. By 6 p.m., the car is gone. Okay, problem solved. But the day after, the car is there again. The same calls happen with the same results. Mike then called the police. But the police can't tow it because it's a private place. And of course, the towing company can't do it without a police query. By chance, that day only lorries came to unload medical materials. When it's time to close the warehouse, the car is gone once more. On the third day, when the landing dock opens, the car is already there. And now it's a real problem. A 35-ton truck from Germany must come this day. There's no way it can reach the dock without tilting the car and therefore the liquid oxygen tank. This has become a clear and present problem of security. All the warehouse team exchanged ideas on what to do, but all feasible solutions have already been tried. 
It was only when someone from the maintenance team passed by on a forklift with a pallet of plaster bags that it struck everybody at the same time. There's no way this Italian car could weigh more than one ton of plaster. So Mike went and saw the forklift driver while the team searched for a wooden pallet. Slowly, with many precautions, the forklift slided the pallet under the car, lifted the whole thing, and went to drop the car off at the nearby street. In just 10 minutes, the police were warned that a car is parked in the middle of the street blocking traffic. The said car is towed in less than half an hour. Of course, the truck came in and had no problem maneuvering. Two days later, rumors ran through the hospital. Apparently, it was the car of the director's wife. She worked in a medical building some streets away. While everybody agreed that Mike had made a good move, they waited to see what would follow. It's turned into a global problem of management. Mike is called to see the director. As soon as he goes in the door, he starts to explain, yes, I know it's your wife's car, but the director stopped him. What? No, I called you for an entirely different matter. I warned my wife several times. She had it coming, the idiot. Until the hospital closed 20 years later, this story has been repeated to each new worker and each medical student. Put your car in a tree if you want, but don't park in the landing dock court because Mike will make it disappear. Wow, that is so good from the director. I reckon Mike thought it was in massive trouble as well. He did something that was completely fair, I've got to say, and I'm sure he would have been okay, but nonetheless... When you do something like that and you realize it's a director's wife's car, you must be thinking, oh, I've messed up here massively. Even though what you did was completely fair, you're still thinking, oh, I'm in big trouble. But the fact that he was just like, no, I told her multiple times she's an idiot for doing that. Anyway, let's talk about something else. Good man. I like the previous story. That is a boss that you want to work for. What a good guy. Now, if you were looking at the screen, reading along with the story as I narrated it, you might have seen that this is clearly not written by an English speaking person, or at least English is not their first language. And as a result, I was kind of having to paraphrase at points. But I've got to say, one thing that i did change which maybe i shouldn't have done is the phrase park on a tree if you want i mean can that just become english because that is elite so i just get it completely accurate put your car on a tree if you want but don't park in the landing dock court yeah get that into my lexicon right now planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.